Merry Christmas, everyone. It's such a joy and honor to celebrate this uh, Mass the Nativity with you all today. And um, I just want to share one kind of quick story with you from when I was in seminary. In my fourth year at the seminary, my class actually made a trip out to Mexico City. And it was to kind of visit the, the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, but also to do a lot of different kind of missionary work. And kind of one of the most impactful visits of the entire trip was when we actually went to the garbage dump of Mexico City. And if you don't know, Mexico City is a ginormous city. It's got millions and millions and millions and millions of people. And therefore, it has tons and tons and tons of trash. And it's all, all this trash has to go somewhere. And so there's this huge garbage dump that kind of helps um, take on all that trash from Mexico City. And this dump itself is uh, the size of a city. Uh, but what's kind of surprising about it, actually, is that there's a city within this garbage dump, there's actually uh, a village of some hundreds of people that actually live in the garbage dump. Not just simply work there, but they live, they have their homes there, they raise their families there, and they, they spend their lives there. And so um, my group, we, we headed, over there, headed over to the garbage dump, and um, kind of my first impression, I was just amazed at the size of this garbage dump. Uh, first off, just these mountains of garbage. The second was just the smell. It smelled horrible. And I couldn't imagine that actually people live here. And so as we approached the village uh, inside the dump, we saw countless kind of small huts uh, that were constructed out of the materials extracted from the dump itself. Uh, and in the center, there was this little chapel right in the center of all the little huts in which uh, the best finds of the community went into its decoration and the best throwaway table made up its altar. It was clean and neat as much as something made out of garbage could be. And you could tell that these people cared and were proud of the chapel just by its orderliness and those materials that went into its making. The first thing we did when we arrived was uh, the priest, our, our formator who was with us, he offered mass for them in their chapel. And that mass was beautiful. It was probably one of the more beautiful masses that I have been to. And it's hard to explain why, because there was just innumerable flies bothering me throughout the whole mass. Um, it was smelly, um, you know, it was hot and dusty, and the only relief would be the occasional breeze. But even that would kind of actually push the, the walls made out of tarp up a bit, just revealing, you know, packs of dogs fighting over just scraps and just revealing a horizon of endless garbage. Um, but when you looked at the people, when you looked at the people um, who dropped their work, this work that provided them just the bare means to survive, to come to this mass, something was different. They might have worn the shabbiest clothes. Their shoes might have been third or fourth hand. Their weather-beaten faces made them look a lot older than they actually wore. Many of them were covered in dirt from their work, just digging through the trash. But when you witnessed their fervor and attention throughout the Mass, you would say, this is what faith looks like. Because they sung and prayed as if it was their first Mass, their last Mass, and their only Mass. And when I saw the dry, hardened cheeks of this one elderly woman there, uh, which became these channels of tears at the elevation of the Eucharist, I couldn't help but become emotional. 
after the Mass, they were just so kind and joyful with us, and they were just so welcoming. Uh, many of them came up to us and just gave the, their thanks for us being there and for the Mass. And when they discovered that we were going to be priests, uh, they came up to us and said, we'll be praying for you. We'll be praying for you, for us. And um, it was just fun, too. We also choked and laughed, and some of them showed us their houses, and they would run off and kind of clean it up a little bit, too. Uh, but kind of the craziest thing was the leader of this community, um, you know, he, he talked about the hardness of their life. He didn't sugarcoat things, too. They worked very long hours. You know, things weren't sanitary. Conditions were bad. Uh, but it was amazing because he kind of mentioned how the community, uh, how they actually felt lucky and blessed because on the outside of the dump, there's kind of an um, adjacent neighborhood where they could work, make a little bit more money. But the reality is, is that if they were out there, there was more violence and drugs and gangs and immorality that they would be exposed to. And that they actually felt a deep sense of community within their little village there and a great faith there. And how he explained how everyone looked out for each other, they took care of each other. And there was kind of like a, a family kind of connection between all of them. And they mentioned they felt blessed and lucky to be there, which is just amazing. I share the story with you because I know things are not easy for you either. You might not live in a garbage dump, but you have your fair share of hardships. I know how hard the holidays can be for those of you who have lost a loved one, how Christmas is lonelier because grandpa, dad, your brother, your wife, your child isn't there to share it with you. And maybe there's division within your own family. Maybe things aren't going as well at work or at school, or you just feel lost. And whatever you've been doing to cope with it just hasn't been cutting it. I share the story because it communicates that there is something deeper than circumstance, than where we live or what we own, that is the source of our joy and happiness. That even if the most materially impoverished people can find joy and happiness, so can you. And the readings today reveal what that is. That although we might walk in darkness, there is a great light, and he has a face and a name, Jesus. And he entered into our human condition. He entered into the humbleness of our existence, not being born in a palace, but a stable and placed in a trough used for the feeding of animals. And he did all this because he loves us, because he loves you more than you can possibly imagine. He came down to us to meet us exactly where we're at, not that we might remain there, but in order that he might bring us up. The worn-down woman in the chapel and the dump all those years ago, she understood the depths of God's love for us, for all of us. And her tears were tears of joy shed at the mystery that God humbled himself not only at the nativity, but at every mass, and that he gives of himself his very life, his grace, under the humble appearance of bread and wine in the Eucharist. Her joy lay in the mystery that the God of the universe wanted to dwell in her, in her heart, in her soul, regardless of her poverty, material, or spiritual. Joy and happiness and peace dwell where Christ dwells, and Jesus wants to dwell in you this Christmas and always. He's not looking for a palace to dwell in. 
He's just looking for a humble place where we're willing to make room for him. May this Mass be as if it were your first Mass, your last Mass, and your only Mass. Merry Christmas.